0: Chapter Seventeen of Memoirs of the Distinguished Men of Science of Great Britain Living in the Years eighteen o seven to eight. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Mike Wong. Memoirs of the Distinguished Men of Science of Great Britain Living in the Years eighteen o seven to eight by William Walker Jr. Chapter Seventeen. Peter Doland. Born February 2nd, 1731. Died July 2nd, 1820. Peter Doland, the subject of the present memoir, was the eldest son of John Doland, the celebrated inventor of the Achromatic Refracting Telescope, who, during the greater portion of his life, was engaged in the business of a silk manufacturer in Stuart Street Spitalfields. Here Peter Doland was born and spent the early portion of his life. On reaching manhood, he engaged in the same occupation as his father, and for several years they carried on their manufactures together in Spitalfields. Peter Doland had, however, acquired some knowledge of the theory of optics, and he determined, if possible, to turn the knowledge he had gained to the improvement of himself and his family. He accordingly commenced business as an optician under the direction of his father in the year 1750, occupying a small house in Vine Street, Spitalfields. In 1752, John Doland, who up till then had pursued his original occupation, grew weary of pursuits so little in accordance with the natural bent of his mind, and entered into partnership with his son, in a house near to Exeter Change in the Strand. Here, father and son began and continued that series of experimental researches which, in June 1758, led to the memorable conclusion on which was founded the construction of the Achromatic Refracting Telescope. In the following year, a patent was obtained for the exclusive sale of these telescopes, But so limited were the means of the authors of this invention that in order to defray the expenses of the patent, they were compelled to sell a moiety of its value to an optician, with whom they entered into partnership. Notwithstanding the great practical value of this discovery, it produced little benefit for some years to the owners of the patent. In seventeen sixty one, John Dolan died, leaving to his son Peter the task of carrying on the business in partnership with the optician who had paid for the patent. This connection was, however, of short duration. For the conduct of his partner was so unsatisfactory that in 1763 Mr. Doland purchased from him his share in the business for two hundred pounds. The full commercial value of this most important discovery being considered at that time to be worth only four hundred pounds. Peter Doland was now in possession of the entire patent, and he was soon called upon to contest its validity with the very man who had so lately been concerned in protecting it. These suits were uniformly decided in favor of Doland and although vexatious in their character were of advantage to him not only in their immediate issue but also in extending the name reputation and sale of the object whose right of ownership was contested mr doland now began to be more generally known and made the acquaintance of many of the philosophical men of the time becoming intimate with dr maskelyne the astronomer-royal at that period and mr james short a man highly distinguished in arts and science to this latter gentleman he in seventeen sixty five proposed an improvement in the achromatic telescope, which Mr Short laid before the Royal Society, at the same time signifying that it had his entire concurrence and approval. Among other works of Doland are an improvement of Headley's Quadrant, communicated to the Royal Society in seventeen seventy two by the astronomer Royal, and an apparatus for the improvement of the equatorial instrument laid before the Society, through the same medium in seventeen seventy nine. Mr Doland had now earned for himself a well deserved reputation. In 1786, the American Philosophical Society, unsolicited and with the approval of Benjamin Franklin, elected him a member of their society. About the year 1766, the optical business had been removed from the Strand to St. Paul's Churchyard, where it became so extensive and prosperous that Mr. Dolan took into partnership his brother John. For nearly 40 years the brothers resided here, endeavoring, by their cordial and united efforts, to improve and extend each branch of their profession. In 1804, John, the younger brother, died, and in the following year his place was supplied by a nephew, George Huggins, who, on being admitted into partnership, changed his name to Doland and eventually succeeded to the whole concern. In 1817, Peter Doland took up his residence at Richmond Hill, remaining there till June 1820, when he removed to Kennington Common, where he breathed his last, having arrived at his 90th year. Memoir by the Reverend Dr. Kelly End of chapter 17 Recorded by Mike Wong